hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Ira in his glass tower fucking fucking stole our shit, my guy. Ira. Ira, why do you do this to us? We have no, but nothing. In, we, have, in our... we have but a mere percentage, a fraction of a percentage of your listenership. I, we just have a single pence in a single pig. Oh, and you've taken the pig from us. I've come to your door at Christmas Eve begging for a morsel of bread and you've spit all over my my face and said i'm taking your crutches <laughs> oh, <laughs> i glass would do that why he's you just uh, this week on miss american sorry. life <laughs> <laughs> story of a <laughs> of a guy who had his crutches stolen more after the By break <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what it was worth it it was worth it the theme this week <laughs> being an asshole and it, <laughs> So this this is in reference. This is this how the onion has been feeling recently. Yeah, maybe like for a, the last a little too years. much give and take. Do a little yeah. too much give and take. Yeah, this is def- this is in reference to the fact that uh, as of the time of recording of this episode, as right now, the most uh-huh. recent episode of This American Life, which I did pull up, is seven seven six. I work better on deadline. It's directly about a New Hampshire, a small New Hampshire town budget meeting, which. Please, listeners, if you have not gone and listened to episode 100, now could not be a better time. We did this. We did this. We did. Episode 100 was our parody of This American Life, where we had an entire segment that was a New Hampshire town hall meeting that goes wild. Now I'm wondering, is this just what they do? They get people who are like, hey, this could be a nice little fun goof. I'm going to send it to This American Life. And they're like, oh, nope. That's our content now. That's that's our, you know what they're doing a lot of wild stuff in New Hampshire. I did doing base that off of wild stuff. real stories from my girlfriend who yeah. lived in New Hampshire. So it's it's not like we are. It is just like the 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 entire premise is the same. Like the specifics are not because our right. parody has like because sharks, our parody is like, right yeah like goofy pretty, shit pretty eerie it. pretty eerie. But it is funny that they they did the the bit. They did the whole thing. They did the thing unironically, and it maybe we were t- like it feels good on and the bad. Scale it feels good and parody. bad. <laughs> we haven't gone full like we haven't gone full. absurdist. Yeah, we need to Borat, do more. Just like yeah, yeah. Anyway, when we do our next parody of a popular podcast, yeah, I don't know what that would be. Maybe it would be Segment City Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh shit! My, my we're segment, gonna, my segment in city. <laughs> my segment and segment in city. Uh, what wait, else? wait! Don't segment me. <laughs> <laughs> Judge segment city. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. That's a good one. Cereal segment cereal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. Just cereal. Uh, what? What's, what's, what's other? What's other? What's other ones? Uh. This is going nowhere. This is Welcome nothing. to Segment City, the real deal, the OG. The very first podcast to ever exist. Hasn't copied anybody. Hasn't taken influence for anybody. Yeah. Owes, yeah, owes yeah, nothing yeah. to any giants that we're standing on any shoulders. Our format is completely different. We talk about things that are totally different from everyone else, which is internet stuff. Right. Nobody else talks about internet stuff. We only talk about internet stuff here. We dumpster dive through the internet. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't go... We don't do the t- the BuzzFeed thing, which they just do an Ask Reddit thread, and then they farm those results and put it into a list. No, no, who, no. Who would ever do that? We go straight to the lists that they make. <laughs> and we cite, <laughs> sometimes remember to cite the people who posted. Yes, but but mostly we dumpster dive our way through the internet, getting those good morsels, those good delicious little things. Theo... I, I had a, a little story that I wanted. This is a very short one. Have, mm. have you ever 
Um, this is, I guess, going to be a, a two-question thing, because the first one's not going to take long. Do you ever get, like, Charlie horses or calf cramps? And no. They, I've probably gotten only a handful in my entire life, and they're the worst. They are the worst. Yeah. I had one this last week. Yikes. And it... it was in the middle of the night, which is when they always happen. That's when they happen. So, yeah, that's when they hit. That's when they strike. It's, it was be- an act of hubris on my part because I was I have stopped running for a bit because it was starting to like I I felt it fucking with my legs mm. and running like can really injure your legs. I'm a big guy. I think it was just a lot of I need new shoes. I think is before I can like get back into it. But I was <laughs> I like, need, you know what? I need to work from the ground up. I need new shoes, new feet, new, new ankles, new, new legs. Uh, new the body. running shoes I, I got. <laughs> I didn't even try on before. They were just highly regarded and it was in the middle of COVID and I wanted to start running. Sure. So I just bought them online and I, it was like, that's a dangerous oh, this play. Kind of works. There's some it things is. that physical brick and mortar stores are still needed for. I feel like trying on running shoes is one of them. Exactly. The next one I'm going to get is going to be <laughs> probably more padded. But anyway, I, I ran for a few miles and I was like, okay, I felt pretty good from that. I didn't like cramp up. I had a Charlie horse that night. Uh, this is the first one I got while living with Annie. And I let out a yell in the middle of the night that awoke that I could only describe as a uh, cowboy dying noise. Oh. Which is, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. I started, because I'm a dramatic bitch, I just do the, a death knell of a, a cowboy, and Annie bolts up, and she's like, are, oh, are you okay? And I was like, oh, wow, oh, oh, the pawpaw patch, oh, the coyotes got the sheep, I can't believe it. Oh, baby. And I was like, can you get me my water? And she's like, sure. And I was gripping my calf with one hand and gripping the sheets with the other, <laughs> and trying to like water. do that thing where you like just pu- like put it onto the ground. And then once you put your weight on it, it's usually good. Somebody but shove a banana down his throat. <laughs> shove him and he needs potassium. <laughs> Get the water in there too. It'll help lube it up. <laughs> so she's just sitting there with my water and she's just like, did you do this just so I had, I didn't worry. And I was just like, no, I, I still need it. I still Give need me that water. <laughs> I just can't move my hands. And then I, I got better. But it's also weird how it's like sore for another day after. Yeah, it's like getting, is... getting getting bit in the leg by a by a rattler. You know, saying down down but, uh, but, you're, you're you're getting through those fields and a rattler comes up about your leg right in the middle of the night. You know how that is. You know how that I is. I remember when when you got bit by that rattler down in the middle of the night walking through the fields. Yeah, that, that was I was rough. walking in the fields of Worcester. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> you know how many rattlers are are, are there There's in Worcester, more Mass. rattler, more rattlers than people down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I there was an entire ball of them. You know how there's rat kings, where all the t- tails get wrapped up to it. It's one of those. But so it was a it's mace like of fucking, snakes. It's, it's like the fucking inside ball, but it's all snakes yeah. <laughs> just rolling around. And I, I said, "Oh, it's like a tumbleweed." And then it bit me all over my body, and actually rolled over my entire leg. Lengthwise, you ever been impressive. to a McDonald's play place in Texas? It's just all rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have balls. It's they just have balls. Snake it's all snakes. You throw your child in, and that's how they get snake proof. That's right. You either sink or you swim. Most of them did just we, die. Did we introduce ourselves, by the way? I'm Will Kane, and I'm about to die. <laughs> and I'm Theosopakis. I'm the snake rat king. Yeah. Anyway, here's here's my original stupid thought that I get. I will just. We were kind of talking about this before the podcast because you mentioned This American Life and I was like, I can't listen to This American Life that much because it's been, it's on a list of things that are like bummers to me. And so my question to you is, do you have any media that you go, "Mm, bummer, don't like that? Bummer. Any specific things that I'm like, bummer, don't like that. Give me a second to think. Because I, I can tell a story that I told you before the podcast. There's there's a YouTube channel. It's very popular called Kurtzkiak uh, in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. they had a, a like how many weeks are in your life or something. And it went through like the average life and it like actually ticked down all the weeks. And it's like, at this point, you this is the last time your parents pick you up. And then it's like, and then also yeah. you stop living with them and then you don't see them as much. And so you only have like five days to see your parents that left if you're 30. And you're like, oh, come on. And I went into a full depressive episode and I just want to say in a public space, fuck you, Kurtz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell for bumming me the fuck out for that. I have a hard time with uh so there there are 
two varieties of of climate news. One that is hopeful and mm. is like, here's the positive spin. Here's how we can still turn it turn around. And then there's the, we're not going to sugarcoat it for you. The reality is we're all fucked. I have a mm-hmm. hard time engaging with the we're all fucked narrative because I think it's the one we're on. I think it's the yeah. reality. And I have, uh-huh. a really, I have a really hard time reading that because I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just be yeah. feel, I'm just going to feel bummed for the next three days off of this cool. guy. Oh, recycling's not even going to help. It's going to, oh, it's yeah. big companies that we can't <sighs> control yeah. their stuff. And they're just kind of, we're in a uh, big. But listen, version. Segment City isn't here to bum us out. All right. I, oh, I didn't come here. Comments. I didn't come here to go to uh, a tragedy of commons. No, I, I totally agree. And in, in, in f- both that they've been saying we could turn around for like 20 years. Yeah. They've every point they're like, but we need to do it now. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> No, no, now we got to do it now. Like, so every time it, it, we keep pushing the the goalposts, and I'm just like, no, I think we might just be. And at this point, I'm like, is there anything that, unless we like <laughs> stage an entire like capitalist coup, mm-hmm. I don't think things are going to be like there. Things are going better. I read an entire. Hey, I want you to be proud of me. I read an entire National Geographic. This wow. Weekend. And we talked about how India is trying to go do to better, and I was hopeful. You read yeah. the whole magazine front to back? Whole, and I didn't even start it like t- three months ago. I started now, it that weekend. My question to you, did you pick it up off of some coffee table and go, that's a pretty no. picture on the front, and then to proceed no. to get scammed <laughs> into reading something you didn't want to read? Arguably, it was the most boring cover I had. It was uh-huh. the, the most recent one. I have a subscription to them, and also oh their history Oh my gosh. Thing. You're it's a very good content. subscriber? Wow. <laughs> it's not that expensive. Look at you. And I think people should... should Except it's owned by Disney, I think. So maybe don't give them more money. But also, National Geographic does good work. Uh, give them your subscription. It's they do good work. But anyway, they had a thing about India going more into uh, s- sustainability. Even though per capita, like per person, they spend a lot less energy than us. Hmm. But anyway, there you go. Good job, India. They're doing fun. St- they're doing good stuff. They're 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 pivoting. That's our they're new market. Good. Our new market. Screw America. We're not t- catering to America anymore. India, it's where there's all the people. We'll get so many listeners. If you're American, and turn this off now. You, you know what this American life really is? Getting your work stolen by the original creators. <laughs> I can't believe them. That they do that to, <laughs> to <laughs> us. We're just Our, such a cool farm, guys. Just a farm-to-table podcast. And you know what? Bring that farm to the table with the segment. I've got like you. Casey Kasem. I've got you with your first segment. The first segment, return of what does this rap, rap lyric mean? This is a segment Woo! in which I bring rap lyrics to Will's attention that he might not be aware of, and he tries to suss out what's the meaning of this. And sometimes mm. I don't even know. You know, mm-hmm. that's it, yeah. There is no Shakespeare like <laughs> little annotations <laughs> on the other side of the page. Uh, you you got to kind of suss that out yourself. Now. We're going to start off with a song called uh, Fourth Chamber by Ghostface Killer, uh, famed rapper Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer is a great name for a rapper. What what do you what do you think makes a great name for a rapper? Why do you think that's a great, that's a great well, name? Well, one, it's it's a scream reference. Okay. Which is always, always Good. fun. Yeah, Ghostface so Killer, a, of course. Um, I think it's- it's very descriptive. It's, it's evocative. Memorable. Yeah, it's evocative. It makes me- th- But the problem does come with merchandising. Uh, I right, say. need some copyright infringement there. Yeah, you have to find the, a new ghost that kills. This it's is mostly me, because I'm a horror ghost. fan. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that he's going to have some fun like horror movie references. So, <laughs> um, to quote one Reddit user, uh, most of what comes out of Ghostface Killer's mouth is just nonsense, which is why we <laughs> go to the well for him for truth in this time. So, okay. this is from this song, Fourth Chamber. Uh, first set of lyrics, first two lines. Why is the sky blue? Why is water wet? Why did Judas rat to Romans <laughs> while Jesus slept? Well, okay, those He's asking questions. a lot of questions He's here. Asking a lot of questions. They're uh-huh. not all smart. They kind of ramp up in a weird way. Because I feel like go, why is the why water is the sky blue? Yeah, why is water wet? Which is which is like okay, that's child. Uh-huh. Let's let's just say 
Why is water wet? Okay, that's getting you know what actual grown adults <laughs> well, we actually to, have asked that. We need to like we need to explain Dummies, fluid dynamics to you now. Yeah. So we need to get into physics and wa- uh technically water is not wet and makes other things wet. Oh, that's a so whole that's, can of worms. Well, that's, that's a whole can of worms. But so we're in a weird quantum state there. And yeah. then he goes into full Bible scholar <laughs> and decides to bring that in, which I'm like, we I thought we were in like bi- Ghostface Killer is really trying to be a Renaissance man here. He's trying to investigate science. He's trying uh-huh. to investigate history and religion. So and you know what? He's really trying to get all get all the points on the map. Next question. Fucking magnets. Am I fucking right? what do they mean? The, uh, the next two lines though, stand up. You're like you're out of luck like two dogs stuck. Iron Man be sipping run rum out of Stanley cl- cups. Inflammable. The inflammable part caught me by surprise there. I didn't. It's a little, it's a <laughs> little tag. I don't know. It's like he completes the rhyme and then is like, I'm also going to add this word to like not rhyme. Inflammable. It I wonder if, what words he would be like. That's a good word for a tag. Like uh-huh. vulnerable. I think he would be good. Uh, jury prudence. I don't think he would probably go for. Um, hmm. Yeah, maybe like Bacardi. Just saying Bacardi. Just saying Bacardi, two so two dogs are stuck together. You say <laughs> you're out of luck, like what two dogs. Two dogs stuck. Is he referring two dogs to stuck? Is he is he referring to dogs, or is he saying if you are trying to get one hot dog, and maybe you accidentally <laughs> have two dogs stuck together, that's not a lucky oh, moment. It slides in another full do- <laughs> another full dog. The bun to dog ratio is way off. Oh, I must uh, uh, slip there. You know what? You can get it because I can't take them back. <laughs> like a fun hot dog vendor or 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 Ghostface Killer just saw two dogs that were leashed together. And he was like, <laughs> that's like something. Uh, like, that's bad. That's bad luck. That's bad luck right there. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he means by Iron Man be sipping rum out of Stanley Cups? I think he just wanted the fun of the is Stanley Cups. Is that a I guess it's is that the uh, Red Cups? No, Solo Cups. Stanley, Stanley Cup is is the hockey, the national, the uh, NHL league trophy is the Stanley Cup. Oh, did you not know that? Oh, oh. So according okay, to according to Genius dot com, Ghostface Killer's alter ego is Iron Man or Tony Stark. He goes going by these other names. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, now we're full so, copyright infringement. So he's already in full. In he's already already one but one like, trademark, if, but. But it's it's also on a lower scale if you do horror movies because somebody could be, be like I'm Leatherface like and, <laughs> and everyone's like, be like right. okay wow. but you can't just say I'm, I'm Iron Man I'm, I'm Iron Tony Man. Stark because then Disney the Eye of Sauron of Disney <laughs> is now that a giant Mickey head on a giant tower what's more likely creaks and starts staring what's more likely though they like they sue him or they're like now we're gonna cast you in a role. Probably he's going to get casted in a role if Disney's coming after him for anything. Well, based off of what you've said, he sounds like an idiot. So why would they just want this moron on Listen, set? Marvel is the same company that employed Wesley Snipes to play Blade. So it, oh, I know he, it was a different era, but you I know, say, it was... I will defend Wesley Snipes. One, the thing he got uh, caught on, I think, was tax evasion. Which mm-hmm. is in terms of crimes, it's like you you're usually pretty good at your other crimes if you're doing other crimes <laughs> to be caught on that's how they got mobsters because they had nothing else but it also yeah. he had a sl- a slow ish decline mm-hmm. I will say he had some other roles that they're like, okay, that's cool. We're gonna bring ghostface killer who's saying outright, I'm Iron Man and they're just like, make him Iron Man. you know what? you should be in it, yeah. Imagine so. if he was I he took over for Robert Downey Jr. as the new <laughs> Iron Man is Ghostface Killer. Is Ghostface Killer? That's the guy. He good. actually has a clever play on words here, though. Stan Lee cups. Huh? Does that do anything that's for what, you? That's that's the one. That's the pun I got. Yeah, I thought okay. it was just like a solo cups or something. I was in a different headspace. Okay, I, okay, okay. Somebody told me that they talked to a man named Jim Bean, and I heard that as Jim Beam. Uh, like earlier today, and I was just like, "That's that's a brand of whiskey." Like <laughs> Wait, they were saying, just, Jim Bean with an N. Y- yeah, who's Jim and Bean? I don't know. <laughs> that's just a nice name for some cannellini. It's a- <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice, pleasant man, Jim Bean. I did ask if I could uh, call him Mister Bean, and they said no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, Please, Mr. If- Bean was my father. Then I followed that up with, so I can't call him Mr. Bean and then start doing Mr. Bean noises? That would be rude. That's never, I'm sure he's never once gotten that. Like, that's, <laughs> start doing that in a Zoom call. Now, anyway, let's get back to, to this rap lyric. I have no idea what that means. That So he's Iron Man. And he's, he's sipping out of these cups. He's, yeah, he's, he's killing it. That's a, a, a thing that I've learned about rap. They said to have an ego. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna read the next one to you really quick, and uh, it's mostly it's mostly nonsense. Noriega, aim and nozzles stay windy in Chicago. Spine tingle, mind boggles. Kangles in rainbow colors. Promoters try to hold though. (laughs) Give me mine before Poe wrap you head in so and so. There's a lot in there. On acid to get this, like I I feel. I think there's a lot in there. You know, there's like a there's like a sliding scale in rap where like you talk not you talk nonsense and it doesn't mean anything, and then you talk nonsense and you're like, wow, that's really poetic, and then you yeah. talk nonsense and you're trying to be poetic, but it actually means nothing. It like wraps around, and I think he's like yeah. bord- borderline that far end. Yeah, he's. I I thought that was a little poetic, so I I enjoyed that. That was better than the other things <laughs> about dogs being tied up to each other. All right, I bring you another song really quick. Diet okay. Coke by Pusha T. This is a more recent song. Have you heard Diet Coke? Ooh. I know about Pusha T. Pusha T. I All think right. we did. It might have been, this, it might been featured a... in this segment before. All right. First two lines. The number on his jersey is the quote price. You ordered Diet Coke. That's a joke, right? Ordered Diet That's Coke. A That's a joke, right? That's a joke. That's a joke, right? You think you're funny? Funny how? Funny haha? Like a clown? Uh-huh. Think My Coke? Fun? Huh? <laughs> uh, next lines. Everybody get it off the boat, right? But only I can have a real snow fight. Hmm. Everybody get off the boat. Everybody get it off the boat, right? But only I can really have a snow fight. So this is talking about immigration, actually, which is uh-huh. very interesting. Hot button topic for Pusha T. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ira Glass, here to talk about Pusha T. In his very interesting immigration reform, what's this? He says that uh, everyone you... should just have snowball fights, and, and uh, that'll kind of solve everything. And uh, what's this? My intern just brought me Diet Coke. That that's a joke, right? That's a, More <laughs> that's after a joke, this. right? <laughs> I'm gonna knock you down like the little orphan boy. The little orphan boy the podcast. You deserve it. More after you deserve this. It. What is the snow? Okay, so is it the concept that you immigrate over and then people see snow for the first time? This is maybe maybe reading into it too much. Like that's an interesting interpretation. No, this is all about cocaine. Ah, that's the opposite. Mine's is nice. Mine's nice. I like a snowball Ah. fight. You come over from a different country. You're like, wow, snow, incredible. I think that would be amazing if the the message was we could solve immigration reform with by having (laughs) more snowball fights. But we can all universally agree. Fuck Diet Coke. Yeah, no more Diet Coke. No more Diet Coke. Pepsi Zero for me, please. Pepsi Max only. Oh. Uh, yeah, you order Diet Coke. Diet Coke representing like cut cocaine, imp- impure stuff. You get it off the <laughs> boat because it Coke. arrives from South America. A little bit. But only have a real snow fight, snow being that white powder. So there you go. Is this the, <laughs> it's just the, the only lines you got? You're like, this is the best part. This is the cocaine part. This is the Bogo Gay part. Listen. That's why I have to let you unpack it yourself to see if you can find any nice messaging in these in these horrible rock, rap lyrics. That's great. I found I found nice <laughs> messaging in these awful things. <laughs> these so awful I'm glad. Things. Uh, <laughs> it will help people in these next, trying times. Next next uh, little section. Wish me luck. See green like Don Bishop. The ones you don't trust change like them change you tuck. Far as I'm concerned, who's the best? Me and Yezos. Wash them dry. So give me all in mine and pesos. Give me all mine and pesos. Another form of currency, I see. Hmm, Another form of currency. He, now he says, far as I'm concerned, who's the best me and Yezos? What is he referring yeah, who, to? That is his pet name for Jeffrey Bezos. That would course. be you. That would be Pusha T and Jeff Bezos chilling. That would be a fun, inter- interesting uh, clash of worlds. <laughs> or or <laughs> it is uh, Jeff Bezos and Yeezy 
Aha, uh-huh, combined. Who have done a fusion dance. Yeah, they've done <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z dance. fusion dance to, to combine <laughs> into a new, probably very bald person. Form of very insane rich person. <laughs> Form of another insane rich person. <laughs> Woo, we can combine. We're compatible. Oh my God. Could you imagine if Kanye West and Jeff Bezos were in the same room? I feel like they could That'd destroy, they could single, those two together could destroy the planet in a whim, on a whim. Is it more insane that I think that Kanye West has been in the room with Trump and I don't think Bezos has been. You don't think he has been? That, I could imagine. I, he probably he has, has been, been at a story, but like he brought Kanye to the the Oval Office. I don't yeah, think Bezos was, was in. The, <laughs> so he has a closer relationship. It's very strange. Bit. I feel like at some point I need to do a, a segment on the 2020 Kanye presidency run and how stupid oh, it was. That's a, that's a full, like that would... Our our McAfee thing was already pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this could only get bigger because then you the got, there. there's the fucking house. There's the the donkey connection. There's so, or that's for after. But that's, they, a, like, whole, that's, that's a whole. That's a whole thing. That's a whole. That's thing. a whole thing by itself. Okay, so Kanye this, has so many other things. Yeah, who's who's Yezos? Yezos is is Pusha T's nickname for Kanye West. Yeah, they they collaborate. Oh. They collaborate a lot. They they work together on music. So you had that right on. Look at you knowing things about man of culture. <laughs> oh, that's what they call me. Call me Jim Bean. Call me Jim Beam. <laughs> Please, this is my Jim friend. Beam was my father. I do beans <laughs> only. He did whiskey. My this is my friend Jack Daniels and my other friend Wild Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Turkey's just chilling in the corner, going crazy. I did. <laughs> I didn't make that joke in a professional setting. You did, which is very fun. Yeah. And, and nobody laughed at it. So, you know what? Thank you for laughing at it. Because I knew it was a good joke. I recognize that was one of quality content. <laughs> I reused that joke because it was good. And there I you go. It. This is going to conclude our episode of... Uh, what does this rap lyric mean? And on to the next. I hope that you also have a lot of Diet Coke references in your next segment. Ooh, who knows? Maybe that's a... Ooh. Bon, bon, bon. Is this a new segment? This, intro? No, this is this is the, a continuation from last week of Pornhub statistics. You didn't have to lean in for that. Oh, I did. Stop. I did. Lean out again, please. I implore you. Ooh, okay. Ooh, is my phone gonna unlock? I don't think so. <laughs> Just describing <laughs> things in that voice. Ooh, I've got to oh, turn down my yeah. air conditioner. Oh, oh yeah, right. my cat vomited on the duvet cover. <laughs> oh, no. <And> it, <laughs> that is a true story. Um, anyway, so we are, Pornhub uh, puts out a, a very interesting insights. So every year they will put out statistics about just interesting things that they saw because Pornhub is just kind of weird, groovy people sometimes. And they'll just be like, yeah, do you want to know about things such as, let's just get right into these statistics. Holiday season traffic changes. Okay. This, is, this means, uh, is how big of a difference uh, does holidays have on certain holidays? How, how much Pornhub traffic is based off of, like, holidays? How much mm-hmm. it goes down? So, for example, Christmas Eve. How much do you think is the average reduction for, like, the planet? For the planet? I would say it was reduced by maybe 30%. Exactly 30%. Whoa, I'm a math wow. genius. I'm a math god. Christmas Eve, yeah, so 30% for Christmas Eve. Uh, 19% for Christmas Day. Wow, that so means, that means, that means 70 and 81% of people respectively are still like, I'm all about it. Yeah, and then New Year's Eve is down 44%. Huh. Which is a higher, people are doing stuff. They're getting a little smoochies maybe. Um, in terms of like, some interesting statistics uh christmas day the united states is pretty uh does not go down that much for christmas <laughs> day it goes down 12 percent. okay um and weirdly enough mexico goes down only four percent mexico Dang, those mexico. are the weird the weird things that i've seen <laughs> and also uh it goes down a lot for germany and on new year's eve it goes down 66 percent. so only one third of people are percent people are people are out on the town German people love it. So they they just 
<laughs> I guess I didn't know New Year's Eve was big in Germany. Apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. Hourly traffic changed during October 4th's Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp outage. Oh, So they wait. actually have statistics. There was an outage on October 4th, and they said, oh, okay, how did this actually affect our traffic? <laughs> and? Yes, and? Uh, the top was it went up 10%. Went up 10%. People were like, well, I'm on over, the internet anyway. Over the course of like a few hours. Like the, it, the graph is insane. It goes like, oh, nothing. Whoop. Like within an hour, it just like skyrockets. That's uh, really crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And then it goes all the way down again. Like it is just a big hump. Um, this is less for our, our US listeners, but more for our uh, European Union listeners. Eurovision, how it changed the, the traffic in the, the um, for its 2021 uh, finale. Is Eurovision per, is Eurovision like really 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 popular? I never really got a sense of how oh popular yeah. it is. It's oh big. yeah, when I when I went to Iceland, Iceland's in it for some reason. They lose every single time. Like they come in dead last, <laughs> and everyone but everyone everyone's it like there. Iceland again. What but, are you doing? <laughs> We're gonna vote you out. You get out of here. I watched. I watched it in. in there's a big Lebowski bar in Reykjavik. Okay. And so I ha- I was drinking a white Russian in a big Lebowski bar watching Eurovision. And I was just like, what like a weird a culture dream. clash. Yeah, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, I actually don't know who won 2021s. Because that actually, it would make sense for, for who had the highest one. Uh, Eurovision 2021 winner. Because Ukraine won 2022. And their thing was okay. Oh, it wow. was mostly... Okay. Uh, oh, Italy. Yes. Italy won in 21. Okay. <laughs> which was uh, Minskin, Moskin, Moonskin. They're a really cool rock group that had to tone down their shit. And they, <laughs> Eurovision has a rule. This is a funny, just like sidebar. But Eurovision has a rule that uh, the people who win host next year. Oh, okay. But because they were so like, they kind of like put on suits and stuff and were a little bit fancier for Eurovision, but then they were like, we won Eurovision, break up the eyeliner. We're going insane. We're going nuts. And they just do whatever the fuck they want, like full rocker. And they're like, we can't have them. (laughs) 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 We're going to get these other people. Oh, no. Um, We accidentally gave the keys to some pretty hardcore dudes. Yeah. But uh, apparently Malta went down uh, like a third. That's huh. the highest. And then Iceland, which is uh, funny because they lose every time. <laughs> and then Lithuania. Where did uh, where did um, Italy? Italy went down only 10%. Italy doesn't give a shit. They were so sexy. It was such a sexy. <laughs> it was such a fun time for the, whole, for the whole country. Yeah. I mean, Italy is just a kind of weird, weird place. Oh, and they have it. For <laughs> I don't know why they have for UK. Because UK is also in Eurovision still. And they're another okay. one that just like every they'll just out of spite they'll throw like a bad artist like every single time because UK <laughs> I love that is bad uh, at exports. Yeah, fuck you and your competition. We'll participate, but we'll be mad about it. <laughs> that's UK. That's the <laughs> Kingdom of T. It's just like I can't believe you've done this to us. Made us have to try to export things. Don't oh, think no. so. Like. Their food is terrible. Like they have the they have terrible food in Europe. Europe has great food. Now for a, a more American version, Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And they have different graphs for the US, Florida and Mi- Missouri. Whoa. <laughs> it went down. And it's funny because there are weird dips um for Florida. Florida goes all the way down to negative, like a third of people stop. Like okay. they, they lose a third of the traffic. And then it like within an hour goes up 10% and then goes all the way down <laughs> to negative 30, 39%. Wait, was that in like so, halftime? <laughs> I guess so. Like that's what's, Wait, what? It's a very funny graph. <laughs> but then after the Super Bowl, it goes up for okay. Florida to 13%. Do they win? So the game ends and they go, okay, time to do it. Who like, won? <laughs> I need to know who won. Oh, um, after the match, fans in Florida celebrate their win in, on Pornhub. So is what they say in the article. It goes up 13% normal, uh, higher than normal. <laughs> so that's the end of the statistics. They just kind of go over the countries after that. But um, 
they have more they have more that they kind of cite as uh as things uh, that they use for this the other uh insights that they have okay and uh you know what i might save those for later because some of these are insane I'll, I will give you a hint, though, or a little teaser for, for another time. Um, I just found Among Us game searches. Oh, no. On board. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the oh, little no. boys in spacesuits are going to oh, be no. coming to a screen near you. Anyway, that's the end of Pornhub Insights. We usually, we kind of, I'm, I'm going to make a, a very crass <laughs> joke. Uh, we kind of blew our load on the first part, <laughs> which <laughs> hey. is good because then it helps the pacing of the podcast. So, because now we can go on to your segment from from the most sexy times to Ooh. possibly the least sexy times. Oh, this is an in the news brought to you Ooh. from prnewswire.com titled "Fancy Feast Introduces Gato Bianco in Italian Trattoria for Cat Lovers." Wow! 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 That was a lot of. Ooh, exotic words there. What? Can you just slow down there? Fancy feast, my beloved cat Bernard's favorite food. Yes. They've introduced a new place called Gatto Bianco, an Italian (laughs) trattoria for cat lovers. For cat lovers? It's not for the cats. No, this is human food based on fancy feast. Based on (gasps) fancy. Okay, but here's the thing, Theo. I've had the cursed thought every once in a while of feeding a cat. <laughs> the because first some- question on my mind is surely you as a cat owner must have dabbled in the dark arts. I have never I've never tasted any pet food in general. Um uh, which is I feel like is a very low bar. But there is my cat's least favorite <laughs> brand which is like little chunks of meat with like gravy and it's like flaky meat I, I don't know how to describe it but it looks kind of like real meat it looks and like vomit gravy. i get it yeah mm-hmm. and it's and mm-hmm. i'm like if i had to in a survival situation that would be my go-to as opposed i think to what i would he die really likes. and starve before i it's so, it looks pretty good but he, no it does the, okay. the pate he has you don't you haven't you don't aren't looking at it you don't look at it. you are thinking of the nasty pate which he loves and i don't like I have had to cat sit before, and uh-huh. it involved opening wet food, uh-huh. and I literally have to hold my breath and not look. I find it so repulsive. Some of it is very uh, smelly. I don't like think I'm I a did- very like overreactive personality type, but that stuff fucking makes me want to yak it. I've opened up a can of uh, salmon and shrimp yeah. cat food. It's maybe the worst. Is- salmon you ever is, wanna, is very fragrant. If you ever want to make a nice... like. Uh, a nice corporate exit, like I quit, fuck you all. Just bring one of those in, put it on the microwave, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so these, if I go to the Gato del, del Gato Pucco, Bianco. Ga- so this Ga- is from uh, <laughs> PRNewsWire.com. I'm going to read you some of these details. St. Louis, uh, July 26, 2022. Fancy Feast, the most popular brand of gourmet wet cat food in the U.S., announced today <laughs> the opening of Gato Bianco by Fancy Feast. A limited-time Italian-style trattoria and culinary experience in New York City to celebrate its new globally-inspired medley's recipe. Gatto Bianco will bring the mealtime experience of cats to life for cat owners and cat lovers and includes a special appearance by the iconic Fancy Feast cat herself. The dishes... What? what? The dishes... You know, the, the Fancy <laughs> Feast cat. sorry? The Fancy Feast cat who's on all oh, of the packages, know. she's going to be there. Yeah. She's going to make an she's appearance. there. She's gonna be there. She's gonna be, you know, fancy Madame Le Fancy. Who is who's who are these people that are just like you know what they had? I didn't want to go until they said the cat would be there. You had and me that I couldn't resist. Cat. Awful. The, the dishes in parentheses for humans. <laughs> take <Free> inspiration <laughs> take inspiration from fancy feast medley's recipes and pay homage to traditional italian cuisine with a menu developed by fancy feast's in-house chef amanda hasner along with michelle star uh, michelin star winning italian chef and acclaimed new york restaurateur cesare casella and you know what cesare casella i wish for you that you had done a little better in your <laughs> career that you were not doing this for these fancy stupid feast. people yeah 
Located between the Far West Village and the Meatpacking District in New York City, Gato Bianco will be open for dinner on Thursday, August 11th, and Friday, August 12th only, with four reservations per evening at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> Each reservation will accommodate two guests, so only 16 people will get to eat this so delicious no, wait, a fancy there's feast. four reservation two people, so it's eight. Right? Over two... Yeah, but there's two nights. Two nights of it. Oh, okay. So two 16 nights. people. You gotta, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so this is the the most bougie. Yeah. I think I could imagine for... But it's kind of... Ooh, they're smart. Because Fancy Feast uh, and only 16 people. It's like... Literally, it's Willy Wonka. It's but Willy for Wonka. Fucking cat but for fucking But for gross... <laughs> but for just the worst idea. It's like it's like Willy Wonka, but if Willy Wonka was like a, pr- like a producer of fake barf, and he's like, I'm making a real restaurant. If you want to view paradise, <laughs> simply look around and chew it. <laughs> Anything get, you they want get, to. At the end it. of the movie, they get to Willy Wonka's office, and there's just a bunch of half-cut like half cats <laughs> all over his wall. You're like, what the fuck, Willy? You lose, Jason. <laughs> Imagine falling a... into a river of fancy feast. <laughs> okay, that's bad. That's, that's you know magic. what? I did say a lot. I did pay a lot of lip service about a certain brand of cat food that looks particularly tasty. But if I had to go into a river, the one that would be a very solid river. But anyway, yeah. Go on with. Uh, uh, describe a menu, a location. Like I'm gonna continue. The 16 lucky cat lovers will enjoy enjoy a complimentary tasting menu that will transport them to Italy for the evening. As <laughs> Chef Casella shares his Italian heritage and passion for cooking with a menu of authentic Tuscan dishes, while Chef Hasner shares her culinary expertise to mirror the sensory experience of cats at a mealtime. <laughs> they got you some of the what? best chefs in the world to be like, we're just going to make it so you feel like you're a little you're just slurping it up like a little kitty cat. Do you think that they uh, were were bamboozled? Do you think they were duped? Where it's like, <laughs> you'll be working underneath the chef, wonderful chef, and then they're like, funded by Fancy Feast. Uh, what was that last part? I think, I think they bamboozled them by saying them, we'd like for you... Unlimited paycheck, unlimited budget. Come up with your fanciest feast and just serve it to sixteen lucky guests. And they're like, "Hell, hell yeah! Let me sign on the budget, sign on the dotted line here." Yeah. And they're like, "Great!" So partnering with Fancy Feast now that you've signed. Huh? Excuse what? The cat food? The what now? The, ca- <laughs> the cat food. Okay, yeah, that's great for my career. Can um, get out of this. We have a quote here. The best part of any press release is always the quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Food has the power to connect us to others in meaningful ways and to take us to places we have never been, said Hasner. The same is true for our cats. <laughs> the dishes had gone to be, you know, like a okay, real meal, yeah, a meal time for your cat brings your cat out of your shitty little one room apartment and really brings you to Tuscany where it was meant to roam free. Here's the thing. They're really shooting themselves with the foot by just constantly bringing it back to cats. cats. You because if bring they just out were of the like... Cat. Oh, Fancy Feast is doing these things. Oh, we're just going to leave it there. But they're like, experience the t- flavor explosion of Fancy Feast's many things, such as salmon and shrimp. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, would you like to be a little kitty cat? They could have taken the marketing strategy tongue? of saying, like, your cat eats the fanciest meal by ordering our product. And you, too, can order the fanciest yes. meal prod- possible. So you can both feel like kings. Like, here's just a- take that, Strat. Hey, can I just say I'm going to give some business advice to Fancy Feast? Yeah, this is probably this, this is free this business is advice from Will from Will's business uh, masterclass. Here we go. I thought about it for one second. I thought it was a great idea, and then I thought uh-huh. it for another segment. No, second, just say it. Just say it. Monkey idea. paw. Let's go. Uh, you make Fancy Feast for people, please, and put it in a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> it could be like Will, uh, like Will? <laughs> No one wants that garbage. Yeah. No one wants that. No one's yeah, asking for it. Especially if it's branded as the same thing as cat food. <laughs> I think people, would, you gotta change it. You, if you change it, but it's under the same brand, I think you could do something. I, don't I know. could just imagine you in a very dimly lit room, hunched over a sink, <laughs> it's, it's scraping out, scraping out cans into a bowl, and going, "Everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> everybody, everybody." Uh, <laughs> I'm the Aristocats. And then I then I take one spoonful and I put it in my mouth, and I was like, oh, "One of those was wrong. One of those is the wrong can." <laughs> I should have done it. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have unlocked Pandora's box. 
It's just right, a the, series of cans. Whatever. Anyway. The, the quote continues. The same is true for our cats. The, gishes, the dishes at Gato Bianco are prepared in ways that help cat owners understand how their cats experience food. From flavor to texture to form. They fucking in only a it. way that only fancy feast can. It comes in a can and it smells like garbage. We actually have a prosthetic tongue that has hairs on it so you could eat like a fucking cat. Like, what are you talking about? How a cat... I've seen my, how my cat eats. He makes the most disgusting sound in the world. He goes... And it's awful, and I have to it's listen awful. to it. The chefs yeah. will provide the guests an inside look at the detail and expertise that goes into crafting each fancy feast recipe through a variety of delectable dishes and culinary exercises. The Gato Bianco experience <laughs> builds on the success of the Fancy Feast cookbook launched in 2021. Excuse me? We're just And it's the newest way content. that Fancy Feast is showing cat owners the light it brings to cats in every meal. Oh my god, I, I am Googling. I am Googling. Meow. Cookbook. Am I, right? I am ordering to your house. <laughs> I am ordering. Okay, uh, the cookbook is called um, Petite Feast. Le <laughs> <laughs> Petite Feast. It's time for a Petite Feast. Oh, what, what diet are you on? I'm doing keto. Are you, what are you, oh, I'm the one on the Fancy Feast diet. There's an opening. There's an opening feast. passage here in the, in the cookbook. Mealtime is a bonding experience. We sit at a dining table with our family. We gather with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Our cats are roaming all over the table. No, that's not uh -huh. true. Now Fancy Feast is asking you to extend the invitation to your cat to join you for mealtime as you cook meals <laughs> inspired by their favorite dishes, but made just for you. <laughs> hey, extend. hey, Mittens, I'm going to cook this delicious chicken and you're going to sit there and watch me. This is for what? you. Listen, you little piece of shit. I get the good food. You get Fancy Feast. Pate, baby, all crunched up. Featuring recipes such as ancho, ancho butternut squash chicken street tacos, chicken and ramen with tomato honey butter sauce. I mean, this all sounds good. Sage yeah. cornbread chicken pot pie. These all sound, I mean, these sound phenomenal. I just, I can't get over. If someone was like, yes, uh, this recipe you had. Oh, here we go. Salmon and zucchini with honey miso dressing. There you go. There's your salmon rep representation. And that actually sounds dope as hell. They just, they just did recipes and they're trying to make themselves <laughs> fancy. <laughs> It is an interesting Imagine working your thing. whole life on a cookbook and you've come up with these amazing recipes and the only person you can get to publish it is Purina. Is and they're like, we're going <laughs> to <laughs> we're like, we're slap a cat on the front of your book and we'll sell it. But we can only do it under those conditions. And you're like, I mean, I, I guess if I have to. Uh, I had the same exact thought process as this company where I came up with my, my dinner for, for one, I guess, for Fancy Feast. And then mm -hmm. I immediately realized it was a bad idea. At no point did they think it was a bad they idea. They didn't have a single person in the room that was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, guys. It's just a bit. They're just memeing. It's just, we're in post-capitalism. We have, we have, Wendy says a, a Twitter account for the last five years and it's Roastmaster General, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yep. And then, oh, I guess I got to be friends. I can be friends with Ronald McDonald now. Is he a good friend? Uh, I don't know. What don't happened know what to Grimace? Hey. What, hey, Ronald, what'd you do with Grimace? What where'd you put him? The, where'd all the Playpace friends go? Where'd all the. Where? Where are they? McDonald's. You know, I, I noticed that you didn't have the duck girl in the, in the, any of the things. What happened to her? Yeah, huh? got some answers to Where's provide. The us, Hamburglar, huh? huh? Is he in jail? Is the is Hamburglar? He is he in Rikers? In huh? Is he in fucking Rikers? Is that <laughs> where he is? What happened to him? That what happened to him? Future segment. Did he did he get a court date? Huh? I don't think so. You know, and that's well. Injustice. I hope you can break out of this segment and go to our next one. Speaking of injustices, uh huh. To God and kings, oh. and also, uh. Attendees of a certain con, and probably and probably me, as because I'm just about to learn about this. Yeah, you're about to learn about this. So this is Wikipedia historian about DashCon. DashCon, tell me about DashCon. Do you? Okay, you're a me. I'm gonna <laughs> DashCon originally titled TumbleCon. Oh no! Oh no! We've got no, yeah. no, no, no. Please no! Please no! Please no! Uh, is a fan. Convention catering primarily to users of the blogging service Tumblr, with a particular emphasis on fandoms. So for people who don't know what the fuck Tumblr is, one... It's fandoms. The rock that you're under is very cozy. It's all fandoms. It's all fandoms. It's people... It was very popular in 2013, uh, which is around where this was held. This is held at the peak of Tumblr, and some people would say that this 
uh, kind of led to, not led to, but was a, a sign of the fall. This of, was of the Dumbo. sign of the times. Held over the weekend of July 11th, 2014, at the Renaissance uh, Schamberg Convention Center Hotel in Schamberg, Illinois, which is basically Chicago. Like, everybody I've, I've heard talk about this and said it's in Chicago. Uh, the inaugural convention, this is the first one, uh, quickly became infamous for allegations of mismanagement and corruption among organizers. Oh, no. In a, <laughs> the in, very first one that was coming from the pot. An alleged abrupt demand by the hotel for an upfront payment of cash for use of its facilities and celebrity guests being forced to drop out of the convention after they were informed by the hotel that they would be responsible for paying for their own rooms. Okay. Which was prom- they were promised they were that promised they were rooms. Be- they were promised rooms, and and the hotel was like uh, actually th- one of the most infamous things: a small ball pit placed in one of the halls became a meme <laughs> after organizers. I've seen, the meme. I've seen the meme. Yeah, this is the organizers yeah, yeah. of offering an attendees an extra hour in the ball pit, along with a raffle and concert tickets as reimbursement for a canceled panel. Which was specifically the Welcome to Night Vale panel, if I remember correctly. Oh, which the ball pit, the ball pit is is a kiddie pool that was in the middle of a cement tiny, floor, tiny, like, tiny, and they just one of the most balls. depressing sights I've ever seen. Yeah, and and also people said uh, that somebody pissed in the ball pit. <laughs> what? It's I, a I don't kiddie know pool. Confir- How? <laughs> I don't think it was. How I don't know if you... it's confirmed, but it is <laughs> like plausible enough that everybody says that it is fact. It only takes so. one person being like, "Well, I heard someone pissed in it," and then that immediately launches into into canon fact. Hmm. Uh, the the organizer for Dashcon basically said that they wanted to do another one, but everyone said, "Fuck you." <laughs> So they're like, uh, how about we call it Emoticon? And so they tried to do that for like a wider fandom for like Facebook and stuff. It didn't go well. I'm just okay. going to say that is just kind of the after didn't, thing. Didn't fly. But this is, that's just kind of the, the general overview. So let's get into uh, some of these things. So this was mid-2013 Tumblr was basically uh, a cesspool of Doctor Who, Sherlock, Supernatural, which people call Doctor, Doctor Who Lock. Um, okay. if I remember, like, that's, the, that's the, our supernatural who lock. That's what the fandom of people who like those shows. And it was huge on Tumblr. And so Tumblr, uh, very popular, um, and also popular on it are things like, uh, welcome to night Vale, which is mm-hmm. one of the panels that they, uh, talked about and steam powered giraffe. I'm kind of truncating <laughs> portions of this, but, um, they started fa- crowdfunding this under the name TumbleCon, uh, on Indiegogo with the. Uh, the price for it was I think three thousand dollars. This is not on. I'm I'm going to by by the way be supplementing things with like <laughs> things I've seen from other sources yeah, yeah, on yeah. the internet. But they had a very low thing, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you goodie bags and stuff." And it's like it takes so much money for, th- to, for three thousand dollars. <laughs> for three thousand dollars, I better get a beauty bag, and it's better have an iPod Nano in it. Hmm. So they uh. S- they had an LLP for Dashcon that was set up by Megan, Eli, and Roxanne Schwiedermann. Schwiedermann? Schwiedermann. There's also another guy who's another organizer. These are kind of the three characters um, that I've that are kind of like mythologized within like people's telling of <laughs> okay. this. Um, there's another guy, Kane, who dis- different spelling from my last name. It's more Kane from I think the Bible <laughs> spelling, which is not boding well. Which is not good. Um, yeah, for them. So things I will say uh, from what I've heard from other things, uh, Megan and Kane were like 20 somethings, 30 in their like early thirties. Um, and then Roxanne was 19 when they started this process. Okay. And she ends up from what I hear doing most of the shit. Okay. Uh, so (laughs) with these 30 year olds, just kind of taking a backseat. Um, not because she's like, it was mostly because they were incompetent as opposed to her. So they set up this thing. It was going to be held 11th to 13th, uh, 2014 at the Renaissance uh, Convention Center. Um, among the guests originally scheduled to attend were actor Doug Jones, which is another. He's, he's probably like the third biggest get they have. They don't have that much. And they have Welcome to Night Vale and they have uh, Steam Powered Giraffes. Who's Doug, Doug the, Jones and what has he done? Doug Jones, I'm pretty sure, is the fish man from. Uh, He's in a lot of Guillermo del Toro. He was in Shape he's of Water. Fish he's man? a fish man. Yeah, he does a lot of like body. So I literally would not know him if I saw him. 
he has a very strange frame that works very well for Fishman. He's, so he does a lot <laughs> how many, of like how many Fishman, He's been typecast as Fishman. He's like, I'm yeah, really, I'm really <laughs> banking on that live, that live action Little Mermaid. I'm really banking on it, man. He has a weird. He's also in Star Trek, I think, but he he works very well as because he's just tall and lanky and just like very interesting body type. So he was gonna show up, I think, for like fandom stuff. On the evening of July 11th, the first night of DashCon, this is the first night, mm-hmm. early reports began to surface from attendees that events occurring at the convention were poorly planned and attended. A vendor had left due to poor sales and miners had been admitted into 18 plus rated panels, Yikes. including a BDSM <laughs> panel, Yikes. apparently. Oh, no. Which they released a whole panel list in there as cringy. You can go and find the panel list. One of them is, is I think, literally called British Men with uh, Defined Cheekbones. Like it was, men it's with... peak Tumblr. Like that's not even a joke. It's just, like they actually oh, no. had British men. Like it, a lot of uh, very goofy panels. But that was just kind of the the Tumblr at the time. So everyone's like, this is not going very well. The convention itself also began to experience unexpected financial difficulties. A DashCon staff member claimed that the staff of the Renaissance purportedly informed them that they would need to, an upfront payment of twenty thousand dollars. Uh, for use of their facilities or shut the convention down immediately. Okay. So basically, they basically said, we need this we money. We need money now. We need money now. DashCon organizers claim to have been, to have verbally negotiated to pay the venue gradually through the convention using ticket sales rather than issuing an upfront payment despite their contract suggesting right. otherwise. So they're not paying out of pocket. They're, they're trying yeah. to collect the money and then have it in hand to pay off. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't have the full money. They're like, we'll get the. I feel like that should have been in a contract somewhere, but they're they're flying by the seat of their pants a little bit. This is the contract because they were like, we'll get the ticket sales, we'll pay you. Um, just kind of going on at nine nine p.m. Central Time. As a result of this unexpected development, the DashCon organizers began to publicly solicit donations among a crowd of around three hundred fifty attendees itself much lower than the original estimate this is how much they estimated that they would have of 3000 to 7000 attendees so they have 350 people oh, and no. they expected 3000 or 7000 so on top so- of what they already paid they were asking for an additional 65 bucks per person just to come out even i've i've seen the f- footage of it's a like they have a hole and they're like hey so uh the uh basically the hotel is saying fuck you give us our money now they don't say like oh we didn't they didn't lay this part out. They just said the uh, hotel doesn't like us, like as people, basically, or like doesn't like our vibe. Wait, and what? So they just want they're extorting us, basically. To, I don't think the hotel say, cares. They just want their money. They, but this, this is what they're telling attendees. They're okay. saying they're extorting us right now. Please give us like we have three thousand dollars. We need another seventeen thousand. So they start taking in uh, cash and also Ven, like not Venmo, but PayPal at that time. So attendees start giving people and they say that they uh, collect the $7,000 by 10 p.m. Uh, to, to have it from being shut down. Organizers spectated, speculated that the abrupt change in plans was because the hotel's management, quote, did not like the people at the con, which is what I, they, they say it was because they did like us. Really, it was because they did poor money management. Thanks. Attendees were seen performing. This is very cringy. A three-fingered salute from the Hunger Games. Oh, Changing no, lines. that's so cringy. And they meant it earnestly. Oh, no, that's not good. That's not chanting, good. Chanting lines from High School Musical and singing Queen's We Are the Champions. Oh, no, this and, is not good. And do you hear the people sing from Les Miserables? Oh, oh no, this is so not it's serious persecution. <laughs> this is very bad. While organizers managed to raise the necessary funds, the incident raised suspicion among attendees over the possibility of the crowdfunding drive being a scam, <laughs> which, which includes disputes over the authenticity of an image of the bill printed on hotel note stationery, which re- was released by a staff member, uh, or being further proof of the alleged mismanagement and corruption. Oh, no. So there's a very, like, uh, internet historian has a really good video about all of DashCon, um, mm-hmm. but he did some math, and basically, based off of his math, um, it doesn't add up of what the charges were because it it seems like they had more money than they let on, and so they pocketed a lot of money. Is what he basically like a, a lot of what people think about this uh, is that 
it didn't start as a scam, but it sure as hell ended as ended a scam. As well. Yikes. Oh, no. <laughs> so this is one of those things where it's like when you actually, when people did the math, they're like, this doesn't add up, which kind of leads to they were taken off the top. Hmm. Um, several, so they had to cut costs. Uh, so several guests, including Andy Stevenson, who I didn't, I don't know who that is. I think they're a moderator. Um, the Baker Street Babes, which is a Sherlock Holmes po- podcast, an all-female okay. Sherlock. So they're like a minor creator. Like they're they're probably very big in the space. Um, they're and the probably wel- big draws, like reasons yeah. why people are even showing up to begin with. And the Welcome to Night Vale cast uh, were also informed by the hotel that they would be responsible for paying their own rooms, despite previously being told that the rooms were paid for by the convention itself. So they were basically, as cost-cutting, they were saying, we canceled their rooms. Like, instead of paying for it, they're like, we're just, no room for you. This is a good face of professionalism for Tumblr. Yeah, and so that led to basically, like, people leaving. Um, Stevenson ultimately joined uh, the Welcome to Night Vale cast for the night in accommodations obtained via Airbnb. So they had to Airbnb themselves, and they they ended up canceling. Um, Organizers, unsurprisingly, did not issue refunds. But instead, reimburse those who had purchased ticket for the panel with tickets to a raffle of various autographed collectibles, admission to a concert with the Chicago-based Doctor Who-inspired rock band Time Clash, and, quote, an extra hour with the ball pit. The ball Once again, pit. didn't have any kind of line. It didn't have any time management. Mm. So it is a meaningless, totally stupid. <laughs> so Tumblr, I'm... I'd be- this is entirely fan produced and fan attended, right? Like Tumblr as an organization was not involved in this in so any way. They had to change the name because they didn't want to be sued by Tumblr. Like this is totally like fan convention. Wow. Um, mm. And and basically just to kind of fill in some of the other, because they have aftermath, but it's mostly like people didn't like it and they memed on it. <laughs> and then they tried to do emoticon later and it totally failed. But but kind of going into things from what I heard from other stuff, Scene Power Giraffe, they had an, like extra ticket for like oh you get this with a concert for steam power giraffe which is like a steampunk whatever band i've heard of mm-hmm. them and they're they're pretty i mean they're like one of the more popular in the that genre i guess but they canceled months ago and then they didn't re- issue refunds nice. <laughs> for those people who bought that extra ticket um and then these people like welcome night vale uh a person came onto stage and said soon welcome to night vale walked and and no. didn't give and like and people oh, were sitting we in the in the crowd waiting yikes yeah they they waited for like i think an hour or more and this was at like midnight i think this might be the segment where i've said yikes the most number of times and i apologize <laughs> listeners, but i really genuinely feel it deep in my soul that's how i feel about this it is a big yikes because yeah. it's also so it's it's a 19 year old who's trying to do all this stuff they're trying to organize in over her head yeah. the other two start absolutely hate her this is like the drama that's behind the scenes. They fucking hate her. That is also like me off the top of my head from things I've seen. They hated her, and but they were also lazy and very bad at what they were doing. And nobody had any con experience. So it was a bunch of unpaid teenagers running a con that was I feel just like the one crashing thing that, and burning. That the, that the 19-year-old can say is like, at least when I have to answer the interview question, tell me about a time you failed. I have something Ugh. I can talk about. <laughs> yeah. But they were so bad that they... Those two were like the two who didn't do shit, Kane and Meg. Um, he, Kane was supposed to talk to the lawyer and like have interactions with the lawyer. He was so bad at it and didn't get back to the emails for, of the lawyer that the lawyer said, okay, bye. So they didn't have a lawyer. Wow. And then they, the other, uh, Meg was had to like deal with con, like uh, convention, like panelists and, and art gallery stuff and then totally fucked up that so they had few people in the like artist alley which was supposed to get a lot of money so people like because nobody was there people start leaving and then because there nobody in the artist alley nobody goes to the artist alley and then nobody goes like and then it's a cycle where everyone's just leaving on mass of this convention um so it, it all in all uh nobody really uh was better for this (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the the con like the <laughs> the people who ran it because they got some money. I guess they skimmed guess. off the top, the, but they nobody's that should going not to have give been them their first priority. Convention. Really, no, it was it was poorly run every step of the way. But also everybody like chose to lie. Like there is there are elements of why I say it didn't start as a scam, but it definitely ended up as a scam is because a lot of people lied. 
mm. like all through the process of like not telling people, hey, we expected more people at the door. We need the money. They just said, they don't like us. We give us money, which is a big. And then they said, we are going to reimburse you. This is another thing, which is like people are giving cash. Like how the fuck are you <laughs> supposed to reimburse them for cash? Yeah. Like, And they never got reimbursed. Of course not. Um, but that all happened. Like that was the first night of DashCon. And then it it kind of deflated like a balloon after that. Yeah, like that, I can't all imagine. All the action that. <laughs> happened first day, which is just insane crumpled to me. right up front. It crumpled like the ball pit that started to deflate. And like and you the know ball what? pit, it's We're time for us right to now. get peed in. That's gross. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that doesn't happen to you. If you have any more convention stories, I suppose, or any other subjects that you want us to cover, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Head up our Twitter, Segment City, or YouTube, Segment City. And also give us ratings, give us reviews. We'd love to see them. And, uh, you know, it helps the podcast. Sure does. And you, and you know, we, if you give us a shout out, we'll give it, we'll give another shout out to another person. It's like giving a toast in multiverses. Yeah, well, that's a little, that's a little reach right there. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're going to give a toast to Rachel Robinson, who does our intro music. Thank you to Rachel. You can find her music on Spotify. And uh, we appreciate her very much. Mm hmm. We also appreciate our glass. No, we don't. We're going to take his crutches. Oh, man. We're coming for your crutches, Iroglass. Can I do an impression of him for our last segment? Please do. List of unusual deaths. These are people who've died in weird ways. And we started ending our podcast this way. Simon Peter, <laughs> between AD 64 and 68, I guess they're not very specific about these kinds of things. St. Peter, an apostle of Jesus, was cru crucified upside down in Rome <laughs> <laughs> based on his claim of being unworthy unworthy to die <laughs> in the same way as a savior. So <laughs> these fucking Whoa. sassy fuckers just kind of were like, you don't want to die like Jesus? Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> well, he's like, they're just not, not very creative. <laughs> That's way worse, by the way. And that because being it's, on the yeah. cross sucks. Being upside down, you're like, this, how did you make this, this terrible? Worse? Why would we do this? But that's that's Simon Peter. I didn't know Saint Peter's first name was Simon. For some reason, I thought it was Peter. Wait, what? Yeah, I thought it was Peter Simon too. Peter. Simon Peter. Yeah. What do you know? But anyway, Pete, Peter, peeing on the. Nope. Ball pit. We'll talk. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm tired.